previously on Ars Paradoxica. My name is Sally Grissom, and I think I accidentally invented time travel. The cage. Controlled, asynchronous generator environment. Gave off a weird electromagnetic pulse. It's a time bubble. Time passes in the bubble. Time stays still outside the bubble. Time bubble. Point of Exile has been designated as a central intelligence outpost, but your project will not officially be a part of it. And you have the run of the place. At least for the first year or so. You understand that all of it was for the good of Odar, for the good of all of us. And now he's dying. I'm in charge of our little operation. I already have been for a little while now. And I need someone I can go to who isn't generating more chaos. That's why I need a saint like you. To help me use it the right way. Okay. If you're looking for a good reason to change the future, you're plumb out of luck. It's already happened. I want to see this machine work. I want to see it help somebody. Diary of Sally Grissom, December 23rd, 1946. This year, our Christmas miracle came in the form of some really... Is weird biz too unscientific? It's some weird biz. Partridge and I have been working on a computing processor that utilizes the time-freezing properties of the cage to solve some optimization problems. Basically, a computer running inside the cage gives you effectively immediate results. In itself, pretty cool. But it gets cooler. Using Partridge's predictive model running on a parallel processing unit, it predicts likely results and feeds those back into the initial process. Run a few thousand iterations and you get a result orders of magnitude more accurate than anything you get until... Actually, I don't even think 20... had anything that precise. He's been calling the whole thing the asynchronous processor. The APU. It's a new level of hell to program for, but did I mention it's basically instantaneous? There's no codified operating system for it yet, but once there is, I have the perfect name for it. Nostradam OS. Man, I'm good. Anyway, the thing works well enough when it relies on mechanical switches, but a digital system would work so much better. And wouldn't require a warehouse full of vacuum tubes. Naturally, my first thought was to upgrade the APU to use transistors. It should have been a straightforward issue. Mechanically, with the new setup, we started to get results almost as soon as we put them in, but they're a mess. The results come in jumbled or degraded, too few bits, too many. We've all checked and rechecked the machine, and nobody can figure out what's wrong. Roberts thinks that it's totally random, but Wyatt is betting on a ghost in the machine, like the ghost of data past or something. <laughs> Spooky. Either way, it's pretty frustrating not even knowing how to start answering a question. Alas, such is science. Speaking of spooky spooks, I've been seeing some new faces around town. They've all got this G-Man look to them. The high and tight haircut, the shirt collars just a little too crisp, clerks, security, office staff, you name it. I've got a feeling that each one of them has a big 
classified by order of, stamped somewhere in their file. Our year is up. The CIA is here. They give me this awful sense of deja vu, like I'm back in New Mexico. They all give me looks as I walk by them. Or maybe it's just my paranoia. It's gotten to me before. I just hope I'm imagining it. Sounded like it hurt. You all right? I can check the icebox. No, no, it's fine. Just pass me that one over there. No, over, uh... This yeah. one? Yeah, that one. Thanks. You and Helen talk, right? You're friendly. Friends? Uh, friendly, I guess. Why? Does she tell you much about herself or, uh, us? I already don't like where this is going. Helen and I, we've been having this disagreement. Remember when we all went to Las Vegas last year and we saw the Trinity test? She got it in her head that what we're doing here is going to bring about the end of days. Since then, things haven't been the same between us. She refuses to understand how important this work is. How rude of her. We're so close now on the brink of really changing the world here. It's incredible, but it's also an enormous pressure. Can't you see that? I think she knows exactly what sort of pressure you're under. I think that's the problem. What do you mean? I've seen your punch card. You're pulling 25-hour days. You're sleeping on a cot you stash under your desk. You have an identical one under yours. The Partridge, you've already got a bed. A real bed. And a woman at home who wants you in it beside her. When I'm there, we... I don't know. We, we float around each other. Two planets in orbit. I'd want to spend my time where I can be useful. When was the last time you took a day just to be well, with her? Well, I mean, not since... I I guess it has been a while. I remember that night in the desert. There was more than just the bomb. Do you remember? The campfire, the, the story about your first date, the bottle of wine? Yeah. See, there. That face. That's the face you had on that night. You love her, man. Plain and simple. But you know when else you made that face? After the bomb went off. It's not that simple, Sally. I've devoted five years of my life to this project because the stakes are being measured in real lives. We're on the brink of changing the world. You're not a quitter, Partridge. Anyone can see that. But I think that once you get over the sound and spectacle of your newest toy, you're afraid of what happens next. Do you think I'm scared? That's your brilliant theory. <laughs> How about it? Come on, you were commissioned for two years to create a model for predicting the future. You know more about prognostication than anyone. Can you divine what happens to you if you keep going on like this? Back off, Sally. Right now. So yeah, I think you're scared. So scared, in fact, that you can't even listen to the advice that you asked me for. Oh, a family squabble? Hey, uh, can I get in on this? Since we don't get to go home for Christmas, I kind of missed it this year. Partridge and I were having a lively debate about the data entropy problem with the APU. But he's refused to hear my sage <laughs> advice. Maybe you two will have better luck. So? What? What's the question? Must be a doozy if it sets Sally frothing like that. Hey, I do not froth. Uh, sometimes you do. Uh, just a little. What I was going to say was the asynchronous processor still encounters fatal errors in 3% of its calculations. It has to do with the new electronic switching system. The memory system doesn't seem to parse bits correctly along the predicted pathways, and that 3% is enough to scuttle anything else it tries. What did you call it, Sally? A ghost in the machine? 
I wonder if it's friendly like uh, Casper. Shut up, Jack. I appear to be left with two possible issues. One, there's a fault in how power is being distributed and confuses the processor and interrupts its sequencing. Two, the asynchronous processor the simply doesn't... Partridge, you're killing me. If you don't like APU, at least what? come up with something catchy. Fine. What about the extra-temporal... or the recursive anti-tele... No. Oh, the superluminal recursive processor! Slurp! Really, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Partridge. What? Okay, I don't have Sally's gift for naming. Fine. But without okay. a fix, we're dead in the water. Oh, and it's going to be a challenge to refit the cage for the bigger computer when this one doesn't even work. This thing already takes up half the lab with all its hardware. <laughs> Any more, and Dr. Grissom is going to have to work on the timepiece in between databanks C7 and C8. Not exactly cost-effective, or even very practical. Come on, guys, I need something here. I'm missing something crucial. We spit in the face of practicality all the time, Dr. Partridge. It usually works out. Fringe benefit of knowing Dr. Grissom. She does usually have some kind of insight right about now. Oh, so now you want my help? So, Esther, you and uh, Chet doing anything for the holiday? Eh? You and Chet going what? out, maybe? <laughs> what are you talking about? Come on, you guys have been seeing each other, right? Since a few months ago, the cage fiasco. <laughs> no. Why would you ever, ever think that? Well, you've been so tight-lipped about what went on in there. In a dark, enclosed space. Nothing to occupy yourselves but a flashlight and some well-thumbed comic books. Hmm. Well-thumbed. This is what's become of all my hard work. You're a pig. Esther, come on. I'm happy for you. Isn't it nice being with someone? I mean, how long has it been since you had some poor sap wrapped <laughs> around your finger? What, grad school? I'm sorry. You'll have to repeat yourself. I couldn't catch it through all the oinking and grunting. Uh, as I recall, you were all over the clumsily set Jack up with a beautiful sweet waitress bandwagon. Yeah, you're welcome, by the way. How is Penny? It's wonderful. The diner's closed this week, so we spent most of the weekend together at her pl- uh, We- uh, we spent it together. Why, Mr. Wyatt, I never thought a gentleman like yourself would kiss and tell. Don't you change the subject. How many times has Chet Wickman whispered sweet classified nothings in your ear? Did- Oh, he- he did, didn't he? He told you something in there. Nothing happened, alright? I tried- Whoa, whoa, come on. What's the dirt? Spit it out. I- I can't tell you. Really? It's not because I don't want to. I mean, Jack, come on, I would tell you. But Wickman, he... But you know what I mean. Double dog dare, top secret material, man with a gun, lockable doors. It, it doesn't work out well for people who make him upset. I don't know if you've noticed, but there have been a lot of staffing changes upstairs, and you know as well as I do they're not locals. They're from Washington, or wherever the factory is that churns them out by the truckload. Intelligence types. I haven't seen anything. Yes, you have. Don't do that. You've seen them too. I know you have. Jack, I've heard of paranoia, but this is just... It is not paranoia, damn it. I, I know Wickman is scary, but don't you play their games, Esther. You're better than that. Take a long, hard look around and tell me you haven't been getting a feeling just like after... After what happened. The Christmas party. Last year. So what if I have? Look, Penny and I have been talking, and she... We're catching the next train out of here, Esther. Next stop, any place else. So, you're leaving us, then? Our year is up, the G-men are here, and they're like sharks, Esther. Sharks that caught a whiff of blood in the water, and I am not sticking around till dinner time. So, just like that? 
The government gets here and you get gone? Yes, right now, ASAP, most ricky-tick like the jarheads say. Before Donovan or Whitman or we can do any more damage, Esther. Have you forgotten about Victor Lambert last Christmas? Or Quentin Barlow before that? Those men are broken. They were good men, and the U.S. government used them up until there was nothing left. I remember, but you can't put that on... We're still in the dark about what in happened In the dark? Funny you should mention that, because that's right where I feel like I am right now. You spent a day in the dark with Chet Wickman, and now you're playing into their game. True or false? What we do is complicated. Knowing every <sighs> detail doesn't make what we have to do any easier. You sound like them, Esther. You sound like Wickman and Donovan and all the other faceless gray suits that will say anything as long as we keep our heads down and keep the progress coming. You... I thought we wanted to help people. Who was the last person the timepiece helped? You can't name one, because there aren't any. It's ruined lives, Esther, in the most horrible ways. And, and Dr. Grissom... She doesn't ever talk about her family. You notice that? It doesn't feel right that nobody's thought to ask after her. She would just deflect the question. What are you getting at? You really want to leave? I want to leave. I, I want all of us to leave. Why is it so important to you to go down with this ship? Because if there is still the chance that I... that we could get it right. If we walk away, no one ever gets that chance again. So if the ship is sinking, you'd rather be the one at the wheel. That's a very specific kind of crazy. People used to think of visionaries that way. Hindsight told us they were brave. You could be that for Penny, Jack. You could be that for us, too. I should invite Sally over for Christmas, huh? This time for sure. This time for sure. This time for sure. Cage cycling up in three, two, one. Cycling. How are my babies? Getting something, but... No! Damn it! Same result? Just look at this. Each result is broken in its own unique way. A beautiful, incomprehensible snowflake. None of these data correspond to anything we entered. One more time, then? Partridge, I don't know what's more fried. The electrical grid or my brain? It's only 5.30. You should have plenty of time for dinner with your wife. This again. Sally, I can't go home yet. It's Christmas, buddy. That's kind of a big deal around here. This system has got to be greenlit by New Year's. Has got to? Yes, and I'd rather not get into why. Partridge, this isn't healthy. I don't know how much clearer I can make it. You're going to waste away or go crazy down here if you keep this up. Go home to what's left of your family. That's almost funny coming from you. Peg your pardon? Why won't you just let this go? At first, I appreciated the concern, but now I'm starting to lose patience with this... This obsession you have. Am I taking up too much space, cramping your style? You're the last person to lecture me about taking a break from work. Have a merry goddamn Christmas, Partridge. <sighs> Diary of Sally Grissom, December 24th, 1946. You know, I never really got Christmas as a thing. I don't. It only reminds me of being a moody teenager, awkwardly crammed in the corner of a room full of adults who have no idea what to say to you, or whether they even should say anything to you at all. A time that is supposed to bring people together, but it just makes you feel even more alone. Christmas was never really red and green. 
for me. It was usually just gray and more gray. I used to roll my eyes at Christmas time as soon as people started swapping out spooky lawn ornaments for candy-colored lights. It's just another excuse for Americans to flood every store in the nation to spread some Christmas cheer with their hard-earned dollars. The most wonderful time of the year, fiscally speaking. But I... I walk around this quiet little mountain town and it's like all my naysaying falls apart. Because you know what? They believe in it. There's no plastic trees or department stores. Their Christmas cheer is not bought and paid for. Their cheer is real. These people huddle around their warm fireplaces and they actually care about each other. You know, like what kind of person would I be if I didn't see something so... It's just, it's a heart, you know? Like, look at Partridge. He's so happy to piss it all away when he doesn't even make it. It doesn't make any sense. He's gotta know, right? He has to know what she's ready to do. Hello? Hey, Dr. Griffin? Oh, shit. Beginning 20 variable phase of tests. Asynchronous processor with cage umbilicus feeding into modified Grissom transistors. Input variables are regarding outcomes in the event of the death of William Donovan. Results of test 44C determined with speed thus far characteristic of current specs with characteristically incomprehensible results. Christmas. Christmas now, evil machine tomorrow. I'm coming. Oh, good evening, doctor. Uh, good evening. Can I help you with something? No, sir. Just closing up for the night, making sure everyone gets back home for a piece of Christmas Eve. Well, I, I was just getting ready to do that, if you'll give me a moment. I'm afraid I have to ask you to clear out now, doctor, if you could just leave everything as is. Why, Mr... Marsh, sir. Agent Nicholas Marsh. Agent. I see. I have to lock up, sir, if you don't mind. No, certainly. Of course. Merry Christmas, Agent Marsh. And you, Dr. Partridge. God bless. Hey, Sally, open up. We have a question. Move the doorbell, Jack. Hang on a second. Sally, you're still here. That's great. What's up, guys? We were afraid Dr. Partridge had already asked. Wait, have you... Just get, get inside. It's freezing. What is it? Have you been crying? What? No. Why are you even here? I have a phone. We tried calling more than once, even. It went straight to your answermatic. I had to leave messages. Antertron. Again, you, here. Why? Alone in your house on Christmas Eve, sobbing into a tape recorder, sober as a judge, with the phone disconnected. Oh my god, if there's a frozen dinner on your kitchen counter, Sally, I might lose the will to live. Jack, please. Sally, I hate to agree with any of that, but come on, we came here for you, you know. Isn't there some Grissom family homestead you should be going to? <sighs> okay. Okay, fine, you know? I might be committing treason or something, but fine. I am not just a genius scientist who invented a time machine. I'm from the 21st century. 
I built the prototype timepiece by accident. I showed up on the deck of a battleship. I puked all over a sailor's blouse when he helped me to my feet. Then Donovan shanghaied me to Palvo. Then... Then Donovan shanghaied me to Palvo. Nothing, really? I don't think we're really surprised by this job anymore, Sally. And we did already pop the cork on time traveling last Christmas. Wait, we what now? I'll tell you later. You're both serious. We are. Face it, you're just different. Always have been. People notice, but they aren't us. They wouldn't know what they're looking for. And nobody I ever met speaks the way you do. Or eats the way you do. Or stares blankly into her coffee when she's mulling a problem the way you do. He's right about your diet. It's truly frightening. I... Th- thanks? Thank you? I think? Why are you guys being so nice about this? That information is classified, Dr. Grissom. Wait, did you really lose your lunch all over a sailor when you got here? Actually, it was Wickman. Okay. 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 Okay, so what was so important that you dragged yourself through hell froze over to tell me? Well, we'll be cutting it close, but I had already invited Roberts, who already did her your weird candle thing. It's a menorah. And Penny did say I should bring my friends, so um you want to spend Christmas with us? Jack! Oh my god, oh my god, what did I say? What did I say, Sally? Oh my god, please, Esther, fix this, Esther, please fix this right now. It's it's not his fault, I'm sorry. I'm just kind of a mess right now. Thanks, Wyatt. I'd love to come. Yes, definitely. Okay, but does this mean we can plug your phone back in so we can laugh at the terrible messages and actually call you if we need to? What is your deal with my phone? How many messages did you guys leave? Wait a minute. Did this whole school get corrupted? Power surge? It's entirely possible, given the power draw from the APU. I've never heard of a surge causing signal decay like this, though. But, but listen to it. It sounds like... Like a pattern. Like a pulse. Signal decay. I need to get to the lab. We just came from there, though. Oh, you are ruining Christmas. This is just like that time my dad fell off the roof dressed like Santa Claus. It's a tachyon pulse from the timepiece. Like the, the signal tracking we cooked up in March. Or, or the power surge in Polvo. It's the pulse. Of course it's the pulse. I need to get back to the lab. Are we really going to go back to work right now? Think of it as a Christmas present for Partridge. See, someone wants to talk to you. A Christmas miracle. Could be a Hanukkah miracle. Hanukkah's made up. Go home up the car. I'll be out in a sec. <laughs> All right. Hello? Hello? Hello, Sally. Helen? Um, hi. Uh, Merry Christmas. I hope you're satisfied. You know, with your progress. Your happy little hive. I don't understand. Helen, is everything okay? I think you have a pretty good idea of how everything is. You're not deaf or blind, unlike some of us. Helen, if this is about Anthony, Shut up! Just shut up! For once in your life, you don't get to wriggle out of something by talking about it until it's alphabet soup. Helen, please just tell me what's wrong. No! Anthony and I, we had a life. Then he took a government job and things got hard, but we were strong. He loved me, and I trekked out to the middle of the desert, and never once did I doubt we would be together forever. He was going to save humanity, and he made me believe he could do it. 
and who should appear one day but the great enigma that is Sally Grissom. The cherry on top of a Sunday of secrets we'll all take to our graves, like it or not. You know, the last time I got up on stage, I just wanted to replace the words of a song with every secret I have ever had to keep for you or Anthony or Bill Donovan. Belt them out for this whole benighted little town to hear with a double encore. I feel the same way. Don't speak to me like you're just the same as any normal person, Sally Grissom. I don't know what you think is acceptable behavior where you're from. Who you were before you fell into our world like a boot to an anthill. Helen, where are you calling from? I'm gone, Sally. I'm leaving. I found a manager for the singing. They're going to help me move away, set me up somewhere new. Where is that? That's not important. I have some things to put in order before I go, so I'll keep this brief. But I want you to promise something to me. If you ever considered me a friend, do this one thing for me. Helen, what do you want me to do? Just... Don't say anything. Don't tell him. Then why tell me? Because now you have to look him in the eye and lie to him. Lie to him about something he loves. Just like you made him do to me. That's harsh, Helen. That's... Cruel. Sally Grissom, you are the worst thing that ever happened to me. Honey! Merry Christmas! Why are all the lights on? We blow a fuse? Helen! Helen, I'm sorry. I know I was out late. I... I've been out late for too long. Helen! Sweetheart, are you here? No, 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 no. She can't have done something so damn... Ah. Diary of Sally Grissom, December 24th, 1946, part two, I guess. I just came down to the lab to check on the progress Partridge made with the APU, and he's not here. I couldn't get through when I called the house, so I, I guess I'll just leave him a note. I could be overthinking this. God, I want to be. But really, I just want to stop thinking about them. About the whole Partridge family circus. I'm going to leave a note with my radiation pulse theory on his desk. And I'm going to spend Christmas Eve with friends. I think I get to have that this time. And we did do. We, we do. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. When did he get this bad? You fellas certainly took your time putting this together. I don't much appreciate your tone, son. I told Bill it would be about a year, one year ago, almost to the day. You ever think you might just be too close to this? I can't say that the question ever kept me up at night, sir. Too much else to do. And if I may speak frankly, sir, go on. I would doubt the objectivity of anyone with this job, but it's been mine for years now. 
you want to scrub this mission, that's within your rights. But I don't think that's going to happen. What makes you so sure? Because you're a practical man who works for practical men. I know this operation top to bottom. And more importantly, I know where all the bodies are buried. What, what is this supposed to be? I can do one of two things, Agent Cornish. I can tear this whole thing down with a wrecking ball, or I can save it. Only one of those gets you a world you'd want to live in. The world he dreamed of. Goodness, look at the pair on you. Is that all? Bill. Son of a bitch. Agent Wilkes. Wells, get a medic in here now. No, Agent Cornish, that won't help. What the hell you mean? We know what we need to do now. We've always known. Officer Wickman, was that the director? What the hell happened? What are you doing here, Doctor? Well, I was... I just came from the lab. Sally's left a note about the cage, about how information decays along the pattern of a tachyon pulse whenever the timepiece or any of its derivative tech is used. And it made me think, information decay is exactly what's happened to Bill. The information in his head is decaying. I think, well, if we can put him in the cage, I think it's highly likely that we can halt, if not outright reverse, his symptoms. This is the best shot we've had so I'll far. I'll take that under advisement and schedule a demonstration as soon as possible. Excuse me, Anthony, I've got to go. What is this? Donovan, October 28th, 1943. Donovan Grissom, January 44. Donovan Partridge. What the hell? Ars Paradoxica was created by Daniel Manning and Misha Stanton. Episode 9, Decay, written by Julian Mundy, directed and produced by Misha Stanton, featuring Kristen DiMercurio as Sally Grissom, Ren Beeler as Chet Wickman, Rob Slotnick as Bill Donovan, Robin Gabrielli as Anthony Partridge, Susanna Cavi as Helen Partridge, Katie Speed as Esther Roberts, Zach Ehrlich as Jack Wyatt, and Dan Anderson as Hank Cornish, as well as Billy Finn, with special thanks to Isabel Atkinson. Production help from Harper Williams and Arc B. Original music by Misha Stanton and by Eno Friedman Broadman. You can hear more at enoofficial.com or at enomusic.bandcamp.com. Come find us wherever we are on the internet. Our website, arsparadoxica.com, where you can find episode transcripts or grab merchandise at our store. You can also reach us anytime on your social medium of choice, at arsparadoxica, or at our email, arsparadoxica at gmail.com. If it's arsparadoxica, it's probably us. Ars Paradoxica is made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoy what we've done here, consider leaving us a nice review. And if you can pitch in anything to help us keep the lights on, go to patreon.com slash arsparadoxica and pledge to support us monthly. And finally, Ars Paradoxica is brought to you by the internet. Have you tried turning it off and on again? Blue. Blue. Twelve. Sixteen. One. One, one, twenty-six, four, four, eighteen, twenty.
three, eight, sixteen, twelve, eleven, nineteen, nineteen, twenty-six. The weather in Tulsa today is showers.